Jesus' name, jump on him, Holy Ghost. Oh, let's give that unto in the Jesus Lord name, tonight. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. What a mighty name, God we Jesus serve. Name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you tonight. Hallelujah. It's good to see all in the house of the Lord tonight to come worship him on this Wednesday night and to hear the word of God and to feel the power of his love and presence upon us in this place. It's good to see Sister Cynthia back there. God bless her. I've been missing her around here. Good to see her in the house of God tonight. Man, got several we need to pray for. Some still battling with COVID. Some's got it. Things like this going on. But praying God to be with them, bring them through. Amen. Believe he is. How about you? First Timothy, the fourth chapter. Actually, going to be dealing with some of the same verses, 14, 15, and 16 tonight. I'm talking more, I guess, about Timothy uh, than I am maybe doctrine last Wednesday night, again tonight, and the call of God upon his life and uh, letting God use him. And, uh, you know, when you really begin to study about these individuals, and who they are and what they was willing to endure and go through to be a Christian. Amen. Now, that's not, that's not a bad word. That's a good word. Uh, they was called Christians from Antioch, but there was a reason for that. And a lot of times it was the suffering and persecution that they was willing to endure and yet hold on to walk and conduct and handle themselves in a manner and a way Man that caused them to become great testimonies unto those around them. So let us read that so you can be seated. I know it's Wednesday night. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them. That thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself. Listen to that. And them that hear thee. Boy, that's powerful. If you really just ponder that for a minute, I couldn't tell you how many people, especially individuals that may be the only one in their immediate family that knows truth, experienced truth, claims truth. Man, and sometimes their struggle would become so heavy, especially from that inner core of the family. Man, that has become so religious and begins to know ideas in different ways. But you've got to hold on because of what you have been taught, what you have experienced. And, and I, tell them, I tell them often, I said, hey, the only hope they've got could be you. And if you give up, what's going to happen to them? So you've got to hang on not just for you, but for the rest of them. And sometimes, amen, when you get a revelation of that, it'll cause you to buckle down, cause you to restudy and reestablish yourself. That who I'm serving and how I'm serving him. And I'm going to tell you something. It makes a difference. We're living in a world today that everybody wants to claim Jesus Christ. But they want to serve him on their terms. 
They want to act like the Word of God don't exist. They don't act like, you know, no, you don't need a pastor. You don't need a church. You don't need anybody to instruct you, nobody to coach you, nobody to teach you, nobody to give you doctrines. If that be the case, the book of judgment would have worked. Because in the book of judgment, everybody done what was right in their own sight. And they, God raised somebody up, and soon as he would die, and man, they would go right back. But I'm thankful tonight we got a doctrine that we can build our lives upon and hold on to it. That's going to see us through on the other side. Love you tonight. God bless you. You may be seated. With the help of the Lord, by all means tonight. And I'd love to have the Nathan I listened. I don't know who that brother Bo is. Uh, Dr. Bo or whatever. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, Ken, was it Ken Bo? Really? Wow, I didn't know that. Is that the Kimbo that I know? My goodness. Okay. How old was the tape? <laughs> Probably pretty old. No, it couldn't be too. Anyway, anyway, these doctors, I, I, you know, man, these guys that just has an ability to pull all them scriptures and things and pull them together and play them out there, it's just amazing. I thank God for them. I pray God anoint them, God use them, God direct them, God help them hold on. <laughs> Amen. We need them. We want them involved. But anyway, as, as we look at this again, amen. In fact, I don't know how many of you got the premier Bible study Bible. If you hadn't invested in one, I'd encourage you to. I really would. It's put out by the one God people. And uh, it, it would astound you. There was so much in this information, direction, it'll help you. And there'll be a lot of verses they don't address that you want them to. I can promise you that because I've been through it, I know. <laughs> Amen. Some of the very verses I wanted them to give us some insight on and some input. Amen. They didn't. I have a good idea why they didn't, but anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. They, they weren't real sure themselves. But anyway, but if you back up to the 12th verse, above that it says, Be an example. Amen. Folks, that's, that's what being a Christian, God called, God elected, amen. And here's Timothy. We, we brought a few things out about him last week and his call and, and, and where he was called from. We could talked about his family. And as far as I can tell scripturally, uh, I don't believe his dad had any input in his life. Now, I'm just going by scripture here. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't run no commentaries. I don't know. The, but, but from what we can tell by scripture, there is no input from a dad. And maybe, maybe he didn't even exist. Maybe he wasn't even around. For whatever reason, the Bible doesn't let us know. And that's not important. But the important thing is that individuals can be called out of circumstances, situations, out of even homes that's not so perfect. That doesn't have all the ducks in a row and things of that nature. And then we, we're going to see in other areas where Timothy was a willing vessel. Amen. God knows he had to be a willing vessel to join the team of Paul. Amen. Now, come on, let's admit it. Paul was tough, buddy. I thought about in prayer today and studying some of this out. And especially if I can remember, quote all the scriptures. I thought within myself, man, Paul would be a tough pastor to sit under. He didn't put up with junk. And man, he didn't mind. He'd call you out in front of everybody. I mean, we're living in a day to day, you know, everybody wants to be carried to the office and done this way and done that way and not really address the problem, the situation. <laughs> 
Well, it's the truth, but anyway. But he didn't have no problem dealing with the spirits. He would deal with the core of the problem. And, and he had such a walk and a fellowship with God, a call of God, an election of God as a special vessel, amen, to deal with, uh, uh, with those spirits and attitudes and conducts. And, amen, as an overseer, amen. I mean, he, would, he, he, got, he, got, on, he got on the apostle Peter in front of everybody. He told him, hey, you're the blame, man. Praise God for all these friends and everybody. Yeah, I know you was a main one, and you got the keys, and you're, but right now, buddy, you're the problem. You're the blame for this mess. Anyway, praise God. He might have used that word, but he probably used some worse. But anyway, hallelujah. I mean, God on him. And, uh, you know, we live in a world today that most people want to come to church and just let everybody come like they want to come, go like they want to go, live like they want to live, and nobody offends them, nobody upsets them. We're living in a very offensive world. We live in a world. You know what? If churches really stayed where they ought to stay in the book and preachers have stayed where they ought to in the book, a lot of this stuff wouldn't be going on because it wouldn't exist. Amen. It would have been nipped in the bud, amen, way back there. But we see what we got to deal with. And so here we are as the light of the world, as a salt, amen, in this world. That's you and I as born-again Christians, bearing the name of Jesus Christ, bearing the light that's a light unto all men, amen, that this darkness cannot overpower, overcome. Thank God for it. But you and I have got to make up in our minds and make up in our hearts and in our spirits, amen, amen, to be the soldiers of our day and time. And we're, we're part of that group that's called special forces. You're not just the cooks. And I don't, don't say that to me. I don't. Man, I'm sure cooks, you know, they had guns. And I know if I was going to be a cook out there and I was anywhere around a war, I'd want to have a pistol. They may let somebody slip through. <laughs> Hallelujah. And if I can, I'm going to stop him. You know, amen. But anyway, so... As we back up and look, I'm going to start in the 14th verse. And, and he talks about neglect not the gift that is in thee. And I try to search that out and, and, and try to really understand just what gift was Paul addressing about Timothy here. And you're going to notice how he received this gift and calling and prophecy and things that unfold. Uh, how many of you ever... Uh, of, of, well, I'll get to that in just a minute. But, but as we watch this, and the key verse is actually the 16th verse, and we're going to do our best to get there. But before we, we attain that, let's look at some of this. Amen. It's, it's a time not to neglect, amen, the gift, uh, the opportunity, the doctrines, the teaching, the instruction, the coaching that it would receive not only from this pulpit, but out of the Word of God itself that you and I have took at the time and we've read it and we study it and we know it's there. Amen. And we're doing our best to put it in our hearts and, and put it and activate it and, and put it into operation into our lives. Amen. Because that brings us right back into that place of maturing and growing in the spirit as vessels of God. How many in this house wants to be soul winners? Amen. How many in this house, you know, we want to go to heaven? We wouldn't be here tonight if we didn't want to go to heaven. If we didn't believe in a hell and a heaven. Amen. Amen. We wouldn't be here tonight. We'd be doing our thing. We'd be sitting back watching gun smoke, drinking iced tea or Budweiser. Amen. But because we believe in heaven, we believe in hell, amen, and we don't want nobody else to go there because what we feel, because we know that we serve a God, amen, that don't play games, amen, now he's made a way for you and I to be redeemed, to be atoned, to be delivered, amen, he, he purchased it through Jesus Christ, amen, and I'm telling you, Peter in one place talked that we're going to be without excuses, right. oh, Lord have mercy, we're going to be without excuses, I heard it this week, 
Amen. And then one individual know what I'm talking about, but, but I heard it this week about somebody talking about another individual. Amen. That's really made a mess out of their lives. But at one time in that individual's life, at a very young age, had the skills and the talents and ability in their, their, that position and that, that work they was doing. Said, man, they could have been on top of the world, but they chose a different route. They chose a different direction. They chose a different God. They chose one to rule their lives. And now it's dominating them and destroying their lives. Amen. Instead of being the one that had money to give others and bless others and help others. Amen. They got to, they're begging to get from one day to the next. And, and they can't hardly get from one place to the other. And one, out of one situation into another. Because of God that they gave themselves unto. Amen. Brings so much turmoil and heartaches and disappointment. And people want a life with us and going to the house of God. I'm telling you what, this is the best life you're going to live. This is the most liberated life you're going to ever live. Hallelujah. you got a very present help and a promise of everybody help in the time of trouble. And he's not limited about any of it. It doesn't matter what the reports are. It doesn't matter what comes and goes. You find help in this God that you can't find no other place. You find a strength in this God you can't find in no other place. Amen. Hallelujah. And so it's, it's very important that we don't neglect man, the gift. And, and I want to talk about gifts just a little bit here. I've bumped on this in the past. And I really believe that God's helping us and wanting us to find that place, to know that gifting that God's gifted us with. I believe everybody, same way with a measure of faith. Everybody might not have and work in the same operation of faith. But everybody's got the measure of faith. You got enough or you wouldn't have the Holy Ghost. You got to believe there is a God and here's the world of them that diligently to seek Him. Amen. You, you got to believe that. You, you don't have the Holy Ghost. If you don't really believe that God can answer your prayers and, and help you, then, then you'd better go back and check. You probably just got a good emotional shake. You might have got a few chill bumps, but you know what? You can sing the right song sometimes and get chill bumps. Holy Ghost, nowhere around. <laughs> Called emotion. Man, it, all about getting all worked up and, and, and beside ourselves. And, you know, that's what, you know, Brother Forrest talking about right there. And that, that preacher prayed for him, obeyed God. God told me to come pray for you. Man, that says a lot. Man, when, when you hear from God and God tells you to do it, just go do it. You don't have to put on a fanfare. You don't have to do any of that. You don't have to call. You don't have to announce it. Nobody, just go do it. And God will take care of it. Amen. So, and that's what we need to see more of. To know the voice of God and the heart of God. Amen. Now, anyway. So, as we looked at that, I'm going to look at Matthew, the 25th chapter. Amen, if you don't mind, for just a minute. I'm going to look at a few things uh, because it's about the kingdom. It's about the kingdom of heaven. It's about gifts. It's given. We're going to look at Matthew 25 and Luke 19 for just a minute. Amen, just a few verses there. It's Matthew 25 and 14. We'll start at the 14th verse. For he's likened this unto the kingdom of heaven. It is as a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And to one he gave five talents to another, two to another, one. Now watch this. To what? To his servable ability. Each and every one of them received according to their servable ability. I'm going to go back to that again. I've mentioned that even this week. It's very dangerous. One of the most dangerous things that you could do is start looking at others and, and judging them and, and, and having you know thoughts about them where they're, they're not doing this. 
this or they're doing that or whatever it might be. Here's the, here's the deal. We're all out to please God. God chose us as individuals, but yet God chose us as individuals, but yet collectively he's going to put us into a body. And God, nobody knows better how to put us in the body and in the kingdom of God. Amen. To make this church the full body that God desires it to be, to operate in the gifts, to operate in the Holy Ghost, to bear children, to see miracles. Amen. To see wonderful and powerful things happen on Sunday morning, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, and any other time that we join and come together. Because God's intent for every local assembly, amen, to be a body, a body that he can flow through, a body that he can operate through, a body that can impact our community, a body that can impact our world. Amen. I tell you what, our communities, God, they better have more hope in having a church. You got to have a church in a community. You don't have much of a community if you don't have a church. Amen. There's a lot of communities in this nation. Amen. They don't have a church. They don't have a place to go. They got to drive hundreds of miles. Amen. But thank God for a church, a place that we can bring our babies, a place that we can bring our burdens, a place that we can bring our heartaches and our disappointments because in this house, somebody's got a gift. In this house, somebody's got been gifted by God, gifted by the head. Amen. To please the head, to honor the head, to bring about the heartbeat and the desires of the head. But here's the problem. If you don't get in your place in the part of the body, then it can't operate right. Hmm. Praise God. And so that's what this is talking about. In the kingdom of heaven. Amen. As, as he goes. And, and now, now remember, it was the heartbeat of the Israelites. Even here, they was ready for the kingdom to be given back to them. They was ready for Jesus Christ to sit up as a king, put them Romans where they belong, and put, amen, the Israelites back. Because they was all about saving themselves. They didn't realize that Jesus Christ was coming to build a spiritual kingdom. And a kingdom that whosoever will could come and be a part of it. They were still looking at it and trying to receive it as an earthly kingdomship. That he was going to set up and rule and reign. Amen. That's the reason so many missed it. Amen. So as you watch this unfold, he said, Then he that hath received the five talents went and traded with the, with the same and made them as another, another five talents and one with the two done the same thing that the one. Amen. He took his and just buried it. Amen. So if it gets down to one gift, the greatest gift that all of us have, and I'll show you in the scripture tonight, is, amen, is the gift of eternal life, which is what? Is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Is that measure of the Spirit of God that's going to live, that doesn't know anything about death. God didn't die on the cross. God had to leave that body. You can't kill a spirit. You can shoot at it. You can slap at it. You can do what you want to. But it's a spirit that fills all of the galaxy, times, and spaces. All the yesterdays, todays, and the tomorrows. That's the reason this spirit, amen, with that measure of the spirit can always lead and guide us on a daily basis. That's the reason Jesus Christ has told us, amen, don't worry about all the, the heartaches and troubles of tomorrow. Amen. You got today. Amen. And in this day, I am sufficient. And if I've been sufficient in your life thus far, amen, I'm not going to fail you tomorrow, next week, six months from now. Other things may fail. And other governments may come to tumbling down. Amen. And we may go through trials and we may have to climb mountains, but he'll never forsake us and he'll never leave us. And if God's for us, who can be against us? There's not a mountain that we can't climb. There's not a situation that we can't come through. Hallelujah, I'm telling you, the Bible's got it right. He won't put more on us than what we can bear. If God puts it on us, he'll also give us the ability and I mean, the wisdom, the knowledge, amen, to bear it and be a testimony of his goodness, a testimony of his power, a testimony of his faithfulness in our life, his divine presence in our life. I'm telling you, our world needs a testimony of the body powers of God. 
But we can't fuss and fight. We can't bite and devour one another. Because each member is one of another. And without that, what's this? Well, any part. You know, you can take these hands and you could cut off any one of your fingers. You could choose which one you want to cut off. But it will not be able to operate and fulfill an operation as it once did. Well, there's times that happens that he has to for the body's sake. But that's going to be the last resort. Amen. We're not just going to run in there. So we pick on our baby sometime and they get a little bruise, a little of this. Hey, what do you want me to cut it off at? Amen. Oh, it ain't that bad. We don't want to cut it off. Hallelujah. Praise God. So same way with this. So likewise, he that received two also that gained two. But he that had received the one had what? Digged in the earth and his, of his, hid his what? Lord's money. He likens this unto money. <laughs> Talents, money and Man, but this also can be likened unto gifts and operation. Amen. If God uses us. Remember, I'm, I'm going to go to it in a minute. You could go to James. Did I give you all that? James 1 and 17. James 1 and 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. All these perfect folks that think they're so perfect and so gifted, they better quit acting like they got it and they're somebody. It was given to them. I don't care who they are, where they come from. I don't care what kind of gifting they're doing. I don't care what kind of leadership they got. I don't care what kind of professor they came to be. I don't care what kind of president they came to be. I don't care what kind of leadership they're in. I'm telling you, it come from God. They're just using it for the wrong purpose and for the wrong reason. And so they're using it for the kingdom of God. They're using it for self and for money and for their own glorification and not for the glory of the heavenly father. That's the reason we thank God, amen, for individuals, singers and worshipers and ministers and folks like that that's very gifted. But they use it for the kingdom of God. Hmm. They use it to glorify the heavenly father. Man, we need more of them. Praise God. That don't leave the rest of us out. He's got places for us too. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so it's, watch this. Cometh down from the father of lights. With whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. If you look at your premier Bible, they address that to their amazement that James had this insight and revelation about the, the, the universe and the lights and the bearing of the light and shadow of turning. You ought to look it up sometime. I'm telling you, you need to invest in your premier Bible. I can't tell you what some of those guys are telling you, but I'll tell you what, you're missing it. Man, buy it, buy it. It'll be one of the best investments you ever made. Praise God. If you ain't got it, go mow a yard and get the money and buy it. You thought it said I was going to buy it for you. but <laughs> We might if you come mow our yard. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's just mow and buy it for you. Praise God. But I'm telling you, it's an investment. I would do it. You don't have to buy one of them high dollar ones. Man, I ain't got one of them high dollar ones. Just get you one of these. Amen. Plain James. You ain't got to get one of them, how much of them big, $2,400 or something? Something like that. You ain't got to have one of them $2,400. Hallelujah. To turn around and look. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know what? You bought one of them $2,400. You wouldn't want to take it nowhere. You wouldn't want to turn the pages in it. You'd want to put it up somewhere as a safekeeper. Hallelujah. No, I got this thing to use, baby. Hallelujah. I got this thing to open the lids. And you know what? I got some, I got some good folks at this church that bought me another one. So when I wear this and out, I got another one already. Amen. I'm going to start working on it. Hallelujah. Let's wear these pages out. I can't memorize on it, but I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep on reading it. I'm going to keep on, amen, reading it, reading it, reading it. Because I'm telling 
tell you there's life in this book. There's hope in this book. There's instructions in this book. You're not going to get find it for everybody else. Hell, you get back in the word of God. Get your nose in the word of God. Get your heart in the word of God. Get a desire to praise God. Give me your word. Write it on the tables of my heart. I don't want to sin against you. You can't listen to everybody. You gotta, you gotta make up in your own mind and your own heart and spirit. God is written down, and you, you moved on men, Amen. Holy men of God to write it down to give it to us, and it's nobody's fault but our own, Amen. If we don't read it and we don't study it, Amen, and fall in love with it, and let it, Amen, lead us and guide us in the world that we're in. Praise God, praise God. So this is part of the gifts, and don't worry about some of that, y'all. I can't understand this wrong. You just keep reading it, keep reading it, keep praying over it. Man, I'm telling you what, all of a sudden you'll be driving down the road and God will just give it to you. Boom. Amen. Put good folks in your life, Brother Ford, and some of these other good preachers will preach it to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for time, huh? Amen. Hallelujah. It's going to come in time. There's no time. Amen. Why do you know that? Because this book told me that. You know, it's like these guys that says, you know, no, no whale can swallow a man. He can survive. They're telling a story. Amen. Because God created a fish. Amen. That's what this book says. Hallelujah. They don't know more than God. <laughs> they, some of them think so, do because they think there's more than one God. But God don't know other, any other God. Get in the book. Amen. There's only one God. There's only one creator. There's only one way maker. There's only one tabernacle, one church, one baptism, both of water and spirit. Folks, we're on the one foundation. We're on the right foundation. We've been called. We've been elected. To, amen. We've been chosen. You know what? It's time for us to buckle down and make up in our minds and hearts. We're going to be your soldiers. We're going to endure this thing. We're going to fight this thing out. We're going to run this race. We're going to finish this course. <laughs> Praise God, you give us an opportunity and we're thankful for it. And so, so basically, that's what Paul is trying to get Timothy. As he's working with him and dealing with him. Amen. And, and they tell us now, from, I want to understand that, uh, that First and Second Timothy is probably the last letters that Paul wrote. Even though they'll fall in that, that that's what they most believe. That, that Second Timothy was the last letter that Paul has written. Amen. To hand to anybody, to give to anybody. So take it for what it's worth. Amen. All right. <laughs> So now when you go to Luke, some of the basically the same thing in a sense, but just a little different to uh, Luke 19. We're going to start at the 11th verse, and he talks about a nobleman, a nobleman that has 10 pounds. But it's just a little different here. And, they, and as they heard these things, he added, amen, and spake a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. Kingdom of God is going to immediately appear, and we're going to, you know, so that's what they thought. If you back up a little bit and see where Zacchaeus and, and what happened there, and him up in the tree and seeing Jesus Christ and, and how that his salvation, he was changed when Jesus went home with him. Amen. And now that's, that's what, you know, anyway. And, but when you look at 12th, he said, Therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Occupy. Occupy can mean, amen, two different things. Again, if you look at the premier, it talks about one sense in defense and holding and keeping. So let me say that. Hallelujah. Not to neglect the gift, the revelations, the truth, the doctrine. It's not a time to neglect it. It's not 
lot of time to throw it to a side that you, you know that's right in this book. You read it for yourself. You experience it for yourself. Amen. Don't you cast it down. Don't you let you, 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 you guard those grounds. You hold on to that. You make up in your mind and your heart and your spirit. That's what he's telling Timothy. Amen. You don't get back up on any of it. Amen. When I had to tell you last week, you know, don't let them in. You know, despise your age. You know, there, there's going to be some out there saying, just who do you think you are? Some little young whippersnapper. Amen. You, you don't even, your, your daddy don't even know. You look where you come from. I mean, they probably said all kinds of things. Looked at him and the different things like that to the point. Amen. He had to be willing to be circumcised. But you know what? He didn't give up on that. You know, when you, when you hear truth and experience truth, honey, you need to hold on to it. At whatever cost. I'm telling you what, it's better to have God on your side than your family. It's better have God on your side than your boss. It's better have God on your side than the governor. It's better have God on your side, amen, than anybody and everybody else you think of. It's better have God on your side than the one of God backing you up. Because if you got God, the one of God's backing you up, honey, amen, we must suffer afflictions. We may come through trials, but honey, we're going to win. So that's what you and I've got to do. And that's basically what Paul is trying to get Tim, Timothy to really understand and grasp and, and get it into his heart and mind and spirit. And so when we move from that, amen, and I'm just going to move on because I don't, I won't have time to cover those three verses. So when you begin to go to Romans and you will talk about gifts and we talked about the talents. So we being many as one body in Christ, everyone members one of another. Ponder that a minute. We're members one of another. Next time you look at that member and you don't think too much of them. Uh, maybe you had something to do with that. Did you catch it? Maybe some of, some of the ways you've treated that particular member has helped mold them and shape him to be that type of member. Come on. Come on, we're members one of another. I, I'm depending on you, but I'm also responsible for you. If I mistreat you, I'm mistreating me. Not only mistreating me, I'm mistreating everybody in the body. It don't matter if you try to get teams and say, well, this is right and that one's right and all this. Other. No, no, no. It's no, no, no isms and schisms in the body. Amen. I'll tell you, when you messed up, when somebody starts cutting their hands off, when people start cutting themselves, when people start doing things to destroy them, they start messed up what in the head? Well, my God's not the author of confusion. And my God's not messed up in his head. So the messed up is going to be in the body and not in the God, not in the head. <laughs> Praise God, praise God. If there's ever been a time we need to walk together, we need to love together, we need to run together, we need to fight together, we need to join together and be the mighty God army that God's calling us to be. I tell you, we can't turn this world upside down. I tell you, we can't have revival. I tell you, we can't have miracles and wonders aside. But we got to unify together and join together at whatever cost. Amen. Because why? Everyone's members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace. Come on, we got different gifts. According to what? To grace. Whose grace? God's grace. I should never be jealous or envy or, or anything like that. Praise God. When somebody can out preach me. I just use me. That's, that's the safest thing to do. Somebody can out quote you. So I can get up here and pronounce all them names and all them places and give you all the definitions and don't even hesitate. <laughs> you jerk. Nah. <laughs> I 
No, no, man, put it out there. Thank God. Amen. We need that type of leadership. We need them type of men and individuals. Amen. They can lead churches and things of that nature. But you know what? I thank God for big churches. I want them to grow. I want them to multiply. Hey, I don't pray for just a little church. And I pray for them. On missions, foreign missions. Hallelujah. Small churches. Two or three, whatever. Amen. Doing everything we can. Amen. Hallelujah. You know what? Uh, I better not say this, but I'll leave that alone. But anyway, I'm praying for a certain church at a certain place. And hallelujah. I want them to make it. I want there to be a church there. I want there to be a revivalist church. I don't care if they run more than we do before this thing is over with. It's not but one body anyway. It's not just in Bendale, but it's in Loosedale. It's in Crossroads. It's in Van Cleve. There's a church and that's all of us in Arkansas, Tennessee. It's still one body, one kingdom. We're still members one of another. Amen. And we shouldn't let none of that junk, amen, get in our way. I tell you, if it's ever been a time, then we better unify. If we don't unify, we're going to self-destruct. In fact, I had somebody text me just this week. Hadn't heard from them. Nothing. Years. Just, just happened to text. And I just text back. Well, the next text, when are you going to come preach for me? I said, "Woo." I don't know what to say. Anyway, I had too much going on to answer that at that moment. Anyway. Okay, now watch this. Have then gifts different according to the grace that is given to us. Whether, whether prophecy, let us what? Prophesy according to what? According to the proportion of faith. That tells me that all prophets don't have the same measure of faith. I'm going to start tearing my six gun. And that one, I don't have this much faith and all this. Well, I'm going to shoot them. Get rid of them. You ought to get them some faith. No, we ain't going to do that, are we? That's like your babies. Your children, they all don't respond and act. Some of them, you can just kind of get on to them, get a little rough with them. They do right. Some of them, you can beat them up one side and down the other, and you still have to pray over them. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you don't run them off. You, don't, you, you can't ship them off somewhere. You can't, you know. We've tried that, but it don't work too good. <laughs> Oh, God, help us. Hallelujah. You just keep bringing them to the house of God. You just keep praying over them. Hallelujah. You just stay with it. Amen. Stay up at night. Pray over them. Call the name of Jesus over them. Drive them devils out of them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Cut some more switches. Amen. God's got them going out. You don't have to buy them, man. This place is full of them. Hallelujah. This place is full of them. Hallelujah. It's between the switch, the rod, amen, that drives the foolishness out of the heart. Hallelujah. That's some of the problem. There's a likeness of the rod. Amen. They applied it with the true love of God and stay them with it. And don't, don't give no leisure. Don't give no room to the devil. Amen. You can't be counting 100 every time. You can't be, oh, Lord, help me. I don't mean to get on all this. But praise God, when you make a stand, you just got to make it. Hallelujah. When I've had enough. I've had enough. You're not going to cross this line. It's not going to go any further. Amen. If you do it one more time, I'm going to bless your high. I told you, if you do it, it's going to happen. <laughs> Amen. Well, you know what? God will do the same thing. I don't even have to bless me every time I turn around. No, I don't have an ear to hear what the Spirit has to say. I don't have an ear, amen, and a heart and a passion in me, God. I want to live for you, God. I want to live for you, God, regardless of the afflictions, regardless of the trials, regardless of the battles. God, I still want to live for you. Amen. If this thing was easy, everybody would be doing it. Everybody be having the Holy Ghost. Everybody be living godly and holy and upright. But I'm telling you, amen, it costs you. It costs you the world and the love of the world. You can't serve two masters. You can't let your carnality and your flesh have its way. You've got to bring it under subjection. You've got to beat it under submission. You've got to be the one that says, go flesh, you're coming under subjection. 
you flash your carnality. Amen. A robber. You keep you from making heaven. You can't pacify it. You can't, you can't, you can't, you play, can't play games with it either. You can't bargain out with it. It'll win. It'll beat you out every time. Praise God. So as we watch all of this, the prophecy, the portion of faith. Amen. It talks about ministers. Wait on the ministering. Wait on the time. Wait on the place. Amen. He that teaches on teaching. And he that exalteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. And he that runneth, ruleth with diligence. See there, I got scripture to back that up. He that ruleth, do it with diligence. We had to draw the line and say, hey, especially when you're right. Now, don't, don't draw stupid lines. Don't get out there and get ridiculous about it. We don't rule with the iron of fist. We rule with love and compassion and concern and care. We're full of love and full of compassion. We want people to make it. Amen. We want to make it. We all need compassion. We all need long suffering, okay? But, you know, there is a time when you have to. But anyway, then you go to 1 Thessalonians. And, and again, he's talking about the gift. He's talking about the Spirit of God. Amen. And the gifts and the operation. All of it works together. Okay. It all works hand in hand. You can't be real affected in none of these gifts unless you're walking in the Spirit. Not your Spirit either. In the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. Letting the Holy Ghost, those that are led by the Spirit of God, are the sons of God. Amen. To, to know when and, and how to do things. How to handle situations. Amen. So Thessalonians 5 and 19. Amen. Talks about, amen. Quince not the spirit. Capitalize. That's God. Don't quince it. Amen. Let it flow. Let it have its way. Let it flow through you. Amen. We've been there. Get to testify and get to talk about God. And man, the Holy Ghost gets a move. Just let it flow. Let it say what it, what it beckons and moves upon you to say it. Say it. Amen. If they got an ear to hear it, listen to what that last verse said. They got an ear, and if they got a desire to be saved, amen, they'll hear it. If they don't want to hear it, amen, then you, you've been delivered of your responsibility. And we'll talk about that toward the end of this thing, if I can hurry up and get there. And so despise not what prophesying. Don't despise it. Amen. When he prophesy over you, good or bad, whatever it might be. I know, you know, can I say this? <laughs> The Bible, a lot of the prophecy in it wasn't so good. But a whole lot of our prophecies is about good. <laughs> Man, we're going to get money. We're going to get this. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. And I ain't trying to be a doomed preacher. I'm just, I'm just comparing it to the scriptures. I'm just comparing it. Amen. So, you know, every once in a while, all prophets need to come in here and, you know, tell us, Hey, Doc, if you don't straighten up, you're going to die in three days. If that happens once, I promise you one thing. Every time that cat comes back. He can tell you, you're going to get a million dollars, you go start writing a check. Uh-huh. Praise God. <laughs> Prophecy. Just don't despise it. Prove all things. Hold fast, hold fast that which is good. I got a verse I want to go to here. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body. These folks that don't think their body belongs to God, that they can just do whatever they want to with it, address it like they want to, conduct like they want to, what's, what are you going to do with this scripture right here? Amen. Your soul, your spirit, your soul, and your body, what does it belong to? Amen. Preserved, what? Blameless, without mark, without blemish, without spot. Amen. Unto what? The coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no time of quitting until the Lord Jesus Christ comes. And so until the time of the Lord Jesus Christ comes, I'm telling you what, it's ever been a 
a time that we need to keep ourselves unspotted. That's one of the requirements, amen, the writer wrote about when he talks about true religion. is keeping ourselves unspotted from this world. Amen. And I know there's a lot, amen, you could talk about on the external. But I also believe that's on the internal part of the heart and the mind and the spirit. Amen. I don't want to be spotted by this world. I don't want to pick up the spirits of this world. I don't want to respond like this world to the world that I'm living in. No, I want the world to know there is hope. There is a savior. There is a bishop. There is a God. There is a liberator. There is a deliverer. Amen. There's one that's working on your behalf. If you'll just listen to him. If you'll open your heart and your mind and your spirit up. He'll save your soul. He'll turn your situation around. He can pull you out of this and pull you out of that. He can put you here and put you there. This is God. Goes on. He talks about. And I pray that God, your whole spirit, soul, and body, preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 1 and 6. Wherefore put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. Stir up. We need to pray, God, stir up the gift you've given me. Stir it up in me. Whatever how you want me to use it. Whatever how you want me to walk in it, God. Don't let it just lay there dormant. Don't, don't let it just, don't let it. You know, there's a lot of people that's got some talents that a lot of people don't know nothing about it. Either they got offended or hurt and mad and couldn't do it when they wanted to and how they wanted to do it. So they just, they just folded up their little bag and some of them maybe just sit down. Some of them may have left and some of them, amen. That ain't the way to do it. If it's a gift that God's given you, he's, he's given it to you for a purpose, for his purpose, for the glorifying of his name. And we'll tell you something. If we have the right attitude and the right spirit about it, God will make a way. God will make room. I mean, come on, you're talking about God here. God will make room. He'll open up a way. He'll open up an avenue. But it's got to be the gift that he gives us and the call of him upon us. And there's not a single individual, man or woman, that can stop that from happening. Whenever you get it all right with God, amen, and God sees fit, I'm telling you, they can't stop it. It's going to show up. It may start, amen, in the backside of a desert where you're just playing a harp and just singing to a few sheep. you there'll be some servants amen when soul gets in trouble yeah we know a man he'd never been on a platform he'd never been before an audience he hadn't been in there but God when God's in it when God's in it I tell you man you believe God can stop the devil don't you don't you believe it? he can also stop any man that may stand in the way if he can stop the devil but you just gotta wait you gotta be I want, to, I want to do it, God. I want to do it your way. I want to do it how you and the times you want to do it. You know, we can't come in here every service. And, you know, that's what Corinthians, they let them gifts and things get out of hand. And every time they come to the house of God, man, they were speaking in tongues. And they was just singing that song. That was singing this song over here. That one was getting drunk. This one over here was glutton and eating and carrying on. <laughs> I mean, they was having a party, but in, in a different style, a different type of party. We want to have a party. We want to have a Holy Ghost party. We want to get drunk, but we want it off the Holy Ghost. We want to edify the body and build up the body. We, we, we want to do it as the Holy Ghost leads us. And doing things decent in order. And everybody leaves the house a change. Everybody leaves the house. You know what? Every blessing that every member of this house gets, amen, it affects me. It affects you. Amen. That's the reason I ought to rejoice with you and weep with you when you weep and rejoice when you rejoice. Amen. Why? Because it's nourishment to the body. 
How many of you like to eat ice cream? How many of you like to eat sweets? Amen. What enjoys it the best? If I could put all I wanted to and as much as I wanted to and whatever I wanted to here, that it wouldn't affect nothing else. Uh, <laughs> woo, that'll preach. Because this right here affects. That tongue, the most unruly member, can affect. That tongue, the most unruly, can start a fire. Just a few words. A few words that call division and separation. It's all, amen, about the mouth and the tongue and being under the inspiration of the power of God and for the kingdom of God. It's not about us. Gifts and anointings and things of this nature. It's not about us. It's about Him. It's about the head. And it's about the body being edified and lifted up and strengthened. Amen. To be victorious. This ought to be the most attractive and drawing place in this community right here. Amen. Every devil in this community ought to want to be coming here trying to stop it. Well, come on now. Who'd the lunatic go running to? When everybody else sitting behind closed doors didn't know anything about Jesus. It was a lunatic to come running to Jesus. Amen. I'm telling you, you see time after time, great multitudes was following the man called Jesus. And it should be any different. To the house of God. Something here bubbling out of us. Flowing out of us. Amen. Out of our belly shall flow rivers. How many of you ever really just sung that or said that? Out of my belly, God. Out of my belly, God. Out of my belly, God. Hallelujah. Flow, God. Out of my belly. Help me keep it right. Help me keep it sanctified. Help me keep it cleansed. Help me keep a right conscious, God, that you can use me. And God, when you use me, it'll be done right. And I won't get no big head. And I won't get no attitude. I will try to make some kind of ministry out of it for myself. No, I got it. I received it. And praise God. So as Paul works with Timothy on a lot of this. Wherefore I put you in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee. By what? By the putting on of my hands. <laughs> Paul. Paul, by the putting on of his hands. Amen. He talks about in one place going to Romans that he could, he could give them gifts. I'm telling you, Paul was a, a special vessel <laughs> walking with God. <laughs> For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony. We should never be ashamed to be called a Holy Ghost roller. Holy roller, Holy Ghost, or, or one God. Or, oh, let them mock. Let them make their fun. Let them make fun of our ladies with their hair uncut. Let them make fun. Amen. Amen. We ain't got ourselves all painted up. <laughs> they ain't doing this and they ain't doing that and caught up in this and caught up in, in, in a lot of the, some of that stuff. Now, please don't take this wrong. But it's a lot of that stuff, amen, it's got the spirit of vain running behind it. And if we're not careful, this church, amen, and when I say the church, I'm talking all the church together here, amen. If we're not careful, some things are slipping in, amen. Whenever we're watching, some of these things start coming in upon us. And, and, and we're looking at it and thinking, man, what are we doing? What happened to us? You know, we had one here and one there. But now all of a sudden, man, it's taking us and just over, coming in like a flood. Then what's going to help us when it comes in like a flood? The spirit 
of the Lord. But if there's an absence of the Spirit of God, then there's nothing there to resist it. If it's an absence of the Spirit and the anointing of God in the pulpit, amen, you can't keep it driven out of the pews. If it's an absence of the Spirit of God and the doctrines of God in the pulpit or in the pews, honey, it won't stay out of the church. Our biggest problem, amen, is the lack of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and we stay in with it till we're endued with that power. Even on a daily and a regular basis. Uh, watch this. Be not therefore ashamed, uh, nor of me as his prisoner, but be thou what? Watch this. Partakers of the afflictions of the gospel. Partakers of the afflictions, take it on. Hallelujah. Let them ridicule, let them mock, let them beat us up, let them say what they want to say. Man, I had one today, or not today, but this week. Man, as hot as it is. Man, you got a long sleeve shirt on and a t shirt. Yep. Ain't no need to tell him. With some guys, you just can't tell them, you know, it's pearl before the swine. That's all it is. They don't have a clue, they don't, they don't know. Know nothing about modesty. I mean, when you got 15, 16, 70 year old man that walks around, their shirts undone down to here. I mean, come on. My God have mercy. What's wrong with you? Seriously, I mean, hallelujah. I've even noticed some wearing shorts in this hot weather. I've never seen them in shorts, but now they had them on the last few days. Okay, I'm going on. I'm just, God have mercy. I'm just telling you, trying times, you'll find out what you're made of. You'll find out if you're settled or not. You'll find out if you really believe it or not. And that's, that's what Paul's writings is about this. And so, I got five minutes. Uh, let me, uh, when you look, let's go back to our scriptures. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given to thee by prophecy. With the laying on of my hands or of the hands of the presbytery. I read one while ago where Paul talked about by his laying on of his hands. So we see a continuation. We're watching Timothy grow. We're watching him to mature. We're watching him, God developing him and shaping him and molding him. Meditate. Boy, I'd love to study. I'd love to spend a little time on that one. Meditate, meditate. Where's our minds at? What's our minds meditate on the most? Paul's writings, Philippians talks about to think on what's that appear and just and upright and honest and these things. He said, that's, that's what you focus on. That's what you meditate on. Amen. The meditation. You can go to Psalms 1. It talks about, amen, the tree that's planted there. Amen. And, and the meditation of his law is day and night. It's upon our minds. His word is constantly upon our minds. In fact, why don't I just take a moment here. Maybe I can run through just a couple of them real quickly. If I can find them. Oh, God. Amen. Yes. Psalms 19 and 14. Let the words of I... This voice is a good one. Boy, I picked a good one right off the bat. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. It does me good sometimes. I say, God, are you pleased with what I'm thinking about? Where I let my mind go? Bible says not to make provision for the flesh. That's the reason you can't go to certain areas and do certain things because you're feeding the wrong dog. You're encouraging him. You're you're putting him in a place to provoke you. 
It's the reason we don't go to honky-tonks. It's the reason we don't go to casinos. Amen. We don't go to these places. You might can go down there and not gamble the first nickel. But you don't know what spirit you're going to bring home to your little darlings. You don't know what's going to tag along. And through our disobedience. Now if God sends you down there to get somebody, go get them and get away from there. He probably going to send you down there to preach to him. Hey, I believe. Let's go out. Let's win, folks. Let's, let's try. Don't, don't take this wrong, okay? But I tell you what. God just kind of impressed me about something. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Did Jesus go to the lunatic or did the lunatic come to Jesus? When a man or an individual gets their mind made up and they hear about Jesus, they see some, they're going to come. Jairus had to come. Little widow woman had to come. Lunatic had to come. Even the, uh, the prodigal son had to what? He had to come back to daddy's house. But they, here's the deal. When they get here, they got to feel the love of the Father. They got to feel the liberty of the Holy Ghost. They got to feel the power of this place is more greater than what's got them bound. When they come in this house, when they drive by, they got to know there's some activity. An individual that leaves this place walks and conducts themselves in a manner, in a kingdom, in a light, in a love, in a power. Amen. That's who I want to be like. That's who I want to walk after. I want a part of what they got. I didn't mean to get on that. Amen. But you can watch this. He calls on Joshua. You can go back to Timothy. 1 Timothy 4 and 15. Y'all don't have to worry about trying to stay with me. God bless you. I know you're doing a good job. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them. That thy profiting may appear what to all. That thy profiting may appear to all. The 15th verse of this scripture setting. Amen. As you look at that. Look at this. In 1 Timothy 4 and 15. You can go back to Joshua. And you'll see there. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. You know what America done? She got to the place even 50 years ago. Coming in from a hard day's work. Instead of getting on the front porch and getting their Bible out and them old songbooks and gather the family around to sing and read the word of God and have a good time. Amen. We were started out with just a radio. But then it moved from that to television. And all of a sudden now we find ourselves instead of joining together and eating supper and reading the word of God and singing the songs of Zion. We're sitting, we're sitting before, amen, Andy Griffin, Gunsmoke. Three, amen, a couple, three's a crowd, or three's a couple or something like that. Amen. It's slipping in. Odd couple. Amen. Was nothing but a but a scene of homosexuals living together. Amen. Hey, I'm telling you, it was there. That's exactly what they were portraying. That's exactly what was coming. And now look at our homes. Quit having midweek services. <laughs> I'm Psalms 49 and 3. My mouth shall speak of wisdom. And the meditations of my heart shall be of understanding. <laughs> Again, 19 and 14. Acceptable, acceptable, acceptable. Oh, how I love I thy law. It is my meditations all the day. It's what I want to be on. It's what I want to think about. It's what I want to consume me. It's what I want to overpower me. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm done. It's 831. Stan, but, but let me, let's go to the final verse. 16th verse. I got to get through this verse tonight. I tried last week. We got to get through with it. 
Take heed unto thyself, Timothy. Consider, examine, take heed. You're responsible for yourself. Peter said, save yourself from this untoward generation. You got to keep yourself in a saved condition. You got to keep yourself in a raptured condition. You got to keep yourself and walk in a straight and narrow pathway. At whatever cost. Timothy, take heed to yourself. <laughs> and unto what? To eat unto thyself and unto the doctrine continue in them. <laughs> continue in the instructions. Continue in the coaching. Continue in the teaching. Continue in the doctrine is what he's telling Timothy. What you've been taught. What you know from that Sunday school class. That you was taught and you know it's right. It's still right. Hallelujah. I don't care how much of a adult you became. I don't care how liberated you came. It doesn't matter if you get out from under your mama and daddy, honey. It's still right. And God still expects it. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself. Amen. And them that cure thee. You got to save yourself. You can't, I'm going to tell you something. If you can't swim, you don't jump in the river trying to save somebody that's drowned. You're better off to try to find something to throw it to them. Man, I see some looks on some faces here tonight. God have mercy. You got to keep yourself in a raptured condition. If you're going to have revival, you got to stay in revival. If you're going to have, you can expect others to pray, you got to keep praying. If you want to see a move of God, you got to fast. If you're going to walk in the Holy Ghost, you got to read the Word of God. You're the one that controls your mind, you're the one that controls your heart. You're the one that opens the doors and closes the door. It's all in your hands, not the preachers, not the church, but it's in ours. I got to quit doing that. Busting all my fingers up here. I busted that on Sunday morning. But anyway, praise God. God's working, folks. I'm telling you, the fight's on, the fight's on, the fight's on. But the fight's already won. The fight's already rigged. We just got to stay in the ring. We just got to keep, right, keep the right gloves on. Keep the right spirit. Keep the right attitude. Hey, man, we're going to win this thing. Watch this. You're not just going to win for yourself and save yourself, but you're going to save them that's hearing you. If they're not willing to hear you, you backslide and sure ain't going to save them. Hmm. You're backsliding and getting offended and trying to. You're never going to satisfy carnality in flesh. I don't care how much in the world you get out there with them. Uh, <laughs> So church, let's hold on. Let's hold on. Let's let God be God. Let's let the Holy Ghost, the love of God, and the power of God. Listen to those three verses that Paul wrote to Timothy. Amen. This young pastor, to what to do. That he might be saved and those that would hear him might be saved. Folks, we've got to hold on to the doctrines that we might be saved. And then those that's willing to hear us can be saved likewise. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Got an announcement. I'm sorry I got you standing. Amen. Uh, the church, the Baptist church, where they're having the funeral of the wake. The funeral of the wake for, for Matthew is going to be Friday night at 530 until. And then the funeral's Saturday at 11 o'clock. This is at the Thompson Hill Baptist Church in McLean. 
Uh, they've requested and asked if we could help them out. They're going to do a meal for them uh, Saturday. And it's uh, uh, the lady worked with Sister Judy. She's got with Sister Judy. So I've got with Sister Joyce. But anyway, so ladies, if you would meet with Sister Joyce. Y'all going to meet in the fellowship hall? What you going to do? Okay, meet right back here and try to make a little plans and try to help me, man, to help them out with this meal if you can. Okay? Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you.